from the Outreach Department at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Austin, Texas. This is A Sense of Texas. Here is your host, Emily Coleman. Welcome to A Sense of Texas. I'm Emily Coleman. Teachers, students, and family members, you're going to want to listen up and hear about this exciting contest critiquing audio description. The Benefits of Audio Description in Education, or BABY contest, is an opportunity for students to find something of interest to them and share their opinion of the description. Susan Glass, Tabitha Kenlon, and Jason Stark Join us from the American Council of the Blinds Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program to give us all the deets. I am Tabitha Kenlin, and I am the relatively new Audio Description Project Coordinator at the American Council of the Blind. And I have been learning something new every day for the past uh, month and a half that I've been on board. So I'm really excited to, uh, to have this opportunity to talk about the Beatty Award. Now, Tabitha, what is the Audio Description Project exactly? So it is this really impressive endeavor to advocate for audio description and inform people how to to find it, how to partake of it. Uh, Also, we like to help train people how to provide it. I think one of the most exciting things for me as I was coming to it, you know, as as a new sort of concept, I had been familiar with it through sort of film and television. Um, I had watched a couple different movies with audio description, so I knew that it, it was out there. But when I was interviewing for the, the role and doing some research, much to my delight, I discovered that audio description has a really huge scope. And there's audio described live theater performances and audio description in museums and national parks and in educational settings. So that's been a, a really exciting thing for me to to find out about and you know really kind of want to spread the word about all of the potential that audio description has. Great. Thank you. Susan, you want to go next? Sure. My name is Susan Glass and I have been a member of the American Council of the Blind uh, ACB since 2006. Since 2013, I have had the honor of chairing the Benefits of Audio Description in Education or Baby or Batty, depending on how we're feeling, subcommittee. <laughs> and this is a committee that annually sponsors a contest where blind and low vision kids enter an essay contest by watching audio described films and then writing a review of of the film that they've seen and and evaluating the description. I'm passionate about audio description in many ways. I'm I'm actually part of the parks connection that ACB has with national parks, where we have ACB members who help national parks personnel create descriptions for park brochures when you go to parks. And then there's an app called the UNID, UNID app that you can use on a phone to actually access park descriptions and listen to brochures before you ever visit. I am passionate about, I I have to confess I'm less of a movie buff than a lot of people, although I like to watch them for kids. 
And uh, I, I really love live theater and museums and, and park works and sort of things that get me out in the world. But description is the key. I can I can say that much. So now the Beatty Commit is being chaired by Carl Richardson, and I get to just be a, a nice dog on the team doing the work. And I'm really enjoying this new role because I, I just find I have more time to run around and do X, Y, and Z. It's funny you said baddie or baity because we have a student program here that we call blind baddies and they go out <laughs> and they do like zip lining and things like that. And so that's what was stuck in my head. <laughs> well, when, when Dan Spoon originally, when we were playing with this, Dan Spoon is the American Council of the Blind President. And when we were tossing around uh, what to call the contest, he said, well, every kid wants to be a baddie. And, you know, English teacher I, that I am said, well, we're going to need an extra D because it's a long A. And then I thought, oh, forget it. Don't worry about any of that. Right. You know, so it's OK. <laughs> uh, all right, Jason, you're up next. Sure. I am uh, Jason Stark. I'm the uh, CEO of the Described and Captioned Media Program. And uh, DCMP currently operates two Department of Education government grants um, that make educational media accessible for students um, with disabilities. So we have a really cool, um, fully accessible streaming platform, um, have about 13,000 titles that are focused on early learners through students in grade 12, all curricular areas. So we have the, you know, exciting math and quadratic formula type of thing, and also, you know, cultural enrichment titles and, and the like. Obviously, there there's definitely some rollover between education and, and entertainment, so the so-called edutainment, but our, our main focus is on, um, you know, curricular material that's targeted to classroom use. Teachers, parents, others who have a connection with a student with a disability who would benefit from accessible media get to use the content for free. They they come to our website, fill out a short enrollment form and have access to all of that content. On on the the production side, we're working with, you know, major educational producers. Our our second grant focuses on educational television, so we're working with major television production folks to make their um, TV programs accessible. And it's it's really cool because it's it's an exchange. So we get the uh, the rights to make the content available to students on our platform. In exchange, we create the accessibility and we provide that accessibility back to the content partner for free. And so, you know, we try to get up on our soapbox and and tell them, hey, here here are the accessibility files. We want you to take them and and build them into your product for sale or or whatever mechanism you have to distribute them. So it's a it's it's a win win across the board and. We're so excited to co-sponsor the Beatty Contest with ADP. So exciting to know that students are are actively engaged in the description viewing um, process. It's not just a, a passive activity that they're you know paying attention to because their teachers you know put something on it at, at the front of the classroom that they're actually watching it and that they have a voice. You know that's that's really cool as well. So does DCMP employ like people that write scripts for audio description and then also those people that are the voice talent? Do you do all of that? We do. We do. You know, most of those people um, are, are freelancers. So we work with with them in that capacity, uh, staff that then take that and, and, and put it all together and put it on the platform. I should also mention that, of course, we're also doing captioning for students who need captioning. And we're also producing American Sign Language for a number of materials as well. 
Now, can you tell like what is your most popular clicked on item in your catalog or what is looked for the most? You know, um, the, the the kids programming is is obviously like the television programming is obviously very popular. So we've got some some great content from the Fred Rogers productions, things like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, you know, those types of shows that are really popular with kids. And I'll, I'll happen to just mention a story about Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. We had a, a grandmother write us, her her grandson who was blind, watched Daniel Tiger through our platform with description. And then she she said as as he watched it on television, you know, don't know if description just wasn't available in, in, in their market or the particular device they're watching, but did not have access to description. And she just said he, you know, he had no interest in watching it after seeing it with with uh, with description. So so the kids television programming is great. Um, we also have sign language training materials, which are popular for um, interpreters, teachers and others. So it's just a, it's it's a mixture. Wow, I didn't know about the sign language training videos, but that is something that I'm definitely going to take advantage of. <laughs> I need to I need to work on that in my personal yeah. life. <laughs> okay, so tell us about this contest a little more, about the Beatty contest. Who wants to share like how students can sign up or or what you hope to accomplish with it, any of that stuff? I can take part of that and, and Jason, just jump in any way you like, you know, I mean, we, we can just do this together. This contest, by the way, was the brainchild of Dr. Joel Snyder. And this started, Jason, I think it was 2010, maybe. Was right, right. Quite a, right. And Joel got the idea that, that kids would want to be film critics. And he actually called the contest the Described Young Film Critics Award. And when you go to the DCMP uh, site, I'll, we'll mention those links momentarily, some of the material there, such as how to write a good film review, are Joel's creations. And they're really fun. You know, they, they say things like dish the dirt as well as say the good stuff, you know, and they say, you know, you, you got to plan this. You're, you're a journalist. You got to spend enough time with the film. And he has a very nice tone with the kids. But anyway, the first contest entries, one of the very first entrants back in 2010 was a woman named Cricket Beidelman. And she is actually now graduated from Stanford. She's fully employed, but she's going to be joining our, our baby team, at least in the contest reading area. So that's that's pretty exciting. Jason, what year do you recall did DCMP and ADP begin to team up on this? Or was that from the very beginning? No, initially it was Joel and, and us. And I, I want to say it's been, I don't know, maybe maybe five or six years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's grown since then. Absolutely. I mean, that's 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 really been the, the been the, the neat part of it. I think that the team effort has gotten really cool since the two programs have worked together because we're seeing how audio description helps students with learning disabilities, students for whom English is a second language, um, increasing the vocabulary for hearing impaired kids, working with blind kids. And we've been able to get more than, than not that there's anything wrong with mainstream movies, but we've been able to get curriculum that, that so much dials into what schools are trying to do with kids and, and where they're going. So this year's contest is open through March 31st. We've got the um, BeattyContest.org is probably the the easiest way to find it. That actually then redirects to the internal page on uh, DCMP site. But that's the, the easiest way to just jump right into the contest pages. Can I also say that Beatty is spelled B-A-D-I-E? 
correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. <laughs> just in case anybody's wondering. And Jason, why don't you just when they when they log on to that link, what do they what do they find when they sure? End up there? So um we'll find the general contest um you know information, so a description of the contest and the requirements for the entries. We've also worked with folks on the committee to develop some training modules around a description. And so as the early years of the contest seemed to show that students didn't really know what to expect from description, did not know what what good description was or what bad description was. But more importantly, I think they were confused about the amount of information that that could be provided in description. Of course, since it's added in the quiet parts of the narration, there, there's not, oftentimes there's not a lot of room. Also, the main rule of description is describe what you see. And, and students were oftentimes expecting content to be presented in the description that wasn't actually presented visually on the screen. And so these two modules, it, one is targeted to students, one is targeted to teachers and parents, just help kind of explain what description is. We've got links to the previous winning essays so that they can get some inspiration from those and um, just all the information that they need to uh, to enter the contest. And I might add, I learned a lot when you were working on those modules because we were invited to look at them and chat. And, and I'm just amazed at all the work that goes into this. It's very interesting year to year as you look at a winning essay to say, hmm, did that, does that student, you know, did that, oh, that student gets that, that it's hard to put all that information in there. You know, we're, we're even the, the act of learning what description is, is now part of this teaching process. So that's really nice. I think we have, you've got over 6,000 titles too in there and classroom teachers can work with those too. We have four entry categories for students. Sophomore, which doesn't refer to sophomore in high school, but that's kids between the ages of seven and 10. Junior, between the ages of 11 and 15. Senior, kids between the ages of 16 and 21. And alternate assessment. And these are students with non-traditional matriculation records. You know, they, they may have a different educational plan going on. They may have something going on that makes writing very difficult for them. And the reason, or, or, or maybe speaking difficult, whatever it may be, the reason for the categories is so that when the essays come in, we can kind of sort them. And when we, the Beatty team are reading the essays and evaluating them, we can say, okay, well, this is probably a junior category essay. And these are the expectations that you might expect from that kind of an entry. Well, this is a senior essay. So here we're going to be expecting maybe a little bit more sophistication in vocabulary or sentence structure or paragraphing. Um, you know, you, you never know. One of the neat things about the contest is that students may enter via computer. They can type it. They can, they can even send their essays via audio tape. And we have received them that that way is audio recording. And that's really nice because it allows kids to demonstrate what they know, where they know it, when they learn it. So I think that's an important part of, uh, of what happens. After the entries come in, the Beatty team, the, the current subcommittee has uh, about a month to read over the entries come up with first, second, and third place winners in each category, and then decide on a grand prize winner for the contest. Now, you may be thinking, oh my gosh, isn't that going to give an unfair advantage to the senior writers? 
Are they always going to get the grand prize? But you know, in actuality, that's not happened. We've had sophomore, junior, and senior prize winners, just depending on how the student interacted with the film and the description. And so I'm happy to say that that was never a barrier to someone winning the the, the grand prize. The team reads all of the essays, and then we divide them up according to, we have a few of each of us figure out a first, second, and third in that category. And then we all read the first place winnings, and we come up with winners and choose our grand prize winner from that. And then we started something two years ago that I really want us to continue. We write letters to our winners. When you were a child and you entered a contest, wasn't it cool if the adult wrote you back? I think it's crucial. And so we now write letters to our winners saying, hey, you won the grand or first or second place. And we really, these are the things that our team really thought you did well in your piece, because that invites them to come back again, to, to do it again. And then the grand prize winner receives an iPad mini. And as time passes, we may evaluate that prize. We may decide, oh, there's something the kids might want more. First, second, and third place winners receive, I think they're iTunes gift certificates, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly. And the teachers of first place winners received gift cards because everybody knows a classroom teacher needs more stuff. It's really, really important. So we have a March 31st contest deadline for this year. And then students are going to be notified by April 30th. Now, I know students will want to know, is there a word limit requirement for any of the categories? I think we had said it. My brain is dead. 300, 350, but it wasn't really a limit. It was just a general ballpark. I think the important thing, too, is that, you know, we're asking the students to provide information and a review of the description. So we're not just looking for a review of the movie or the, you know, the, the title that they're watching, but truly how did the description help or or not help their understanding of the contest? And of course, you know, kids are brutally honest. And so they, <laughs> they tell, it, tell it like it is, um, but that's great feedback. You know, certainly as, um, you know, we, we accept entries while we encourage people to write on an educational material. We also provide links back to the wonderful ADP listing of uh, of movies with description. And so we have some injuries, you know, based on theatrical movies. But again, the focus is, you know, don't give us a summary of the movie, give us uh, the meat and potatoes of of the description and the impact. Right, right. And, you know, I, I even worry sometimes that we're calling these essays because that can be a scary term to some kids. It's really your review of, and we like to use the words review and evaluation because that invites them to be thinking about it. Essay can be a scary word. And we've had some entries that were not essays at all, but that absolutely addressed what was going on in the description. And I think it's really important to, to think about that as we, as we do this. Now, I have a question for Tabitha coming from the ACB background. You know, I'm a big proponent of encouraging students to get involved with a larger organization of adults who are blind, who can be role models and mentors and that kind of thing. So does this contest with students that enter, then does ACB have some sort of further engagement with them or reach out? Or do you try to encourage them to see what's happening with ACB in their part of the country? Ideally, you know, yes, I, I know that we do have some affiliates, you know, ACB affiliates that invite participation by families and and young people. And, and then there's the ACB Next Gen, which, you know, sort of young professionals in the 20s and 30s. And so I, I think that ACB, you know, is very interested in, in trying to, you know, to, to keep people together and build that community. 
but you know, I think that that Susan gave a great example of um, you know cricket, who was a winner in the first year, and you know has gone on to to great things, and is now coming back to ACB as a committee member. So you know, I think that does demonstrate the the potential for a long term uh, you know relationship between the the students who are participating in in Beatty and and what could happen in the future. And, you know, um, before COVID, our winners, when possible, would come to the national convention and conference in the summer and read their essay to the assembly, or they would show up at the legislative mid-year conference and meet with board members and with whoever was present and meet. And there was a sense of being nurtured by that. And of course, because they were children, they would travel with their parents. So you did have that sense of a family getting exposed to the ACB organization and to blind adults and blind mentors. We also, in some past years, have had students record their essay over and and I think one year we had them on ACB radio I'm trying to remember but there are, there are different media opportunity outlets that can connect them with the organization too but that's that's a really good question Emily and and Tabitha and I think figuring out a way to link the kids into the affiliates and and provide that mentorship is is crucial do you know an infant or toddler in Texas who may have a vision problem they may qualify for free services Support from a teacher of students with visual impairment may increase a child's success in school and life. Call 817-740-7530 to find out more. That's 817-740-7530. I can't say enough how much I love the emphasis on students using their own voice to share their opinions and ideas on products made for them. The Beatty Contest empowers students, and I hope we get a lot of contest entries from Texas. We really do like to be the best. From the TSBVI Outreach Department and A Sense of Texas, I'm Emily Coleman. See you next time. This has been a presentation of the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Outreach Department. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics to cover in future episodes, please contact us at podcast at tsbvi.edu.